of the day, the first reading from the Book of Wisdom, chapter 12, from verse 13 to 16 and 19. And the second reading from Paul's letter to the Romans, chapter 8, from verse 28. And then the Gospel reading from Matthew, chapter 13, from verse 34 to 43. The only acclamation came from Matthew chapter 11, verse 25. And the Spursura Psalm came from Psalm 86, from verse 5. The end of this blessed you today. Has the Lord blessed you with his word already? I'm asking a question, eh? Which part has blessed you? Just a word. Which part has blessed you? Don't go to your don't go to the end. When you have blessed, you have blessed you. Where are you going to go? That's it. Let them go together. Let them grow together. That's from the gospel. Am I pressing again? Yes. Okay, that's from the first to the night. Good. Yes again. Good. You have ears and ears. Another person? Oh Lord, you are good and forgiven. Oh Lord, you are good and forgiven. Hmm? Yes? You All are, people? You are sovereign in strength. Sovereign. You are what? Sovereign in strength. Sovereign in strength. Okay? God with mildness. Wow, that's great. To again. The Spirit intercedes for us, prays for us, because we all not know how to all pray. Come on, come on. Righteous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their father. Some are having no action. The righteous shall shine like what? The sun in the kingdom of their father. In the kingdom of their father. You see, we must be open to the ministry of the world, the young nation. The nation to which the world blesses you will determine to what extent the new currency will bless you. Let me say it again. A measure to which you allow the world to bless you, to inform you, to inspire you. We determine the graces that will flow from the Christ into your life. Very important. Please don't take it for granted. The ways of God are governed by wisdom, are governed by secrets. It's not the way you feel about it that makes it work. Is the way it works and the secret. Okay? That is why the Hallelujah Proclamation says, Blessed are you, Father. Jesus will have made this prayer. Blessed are you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have revealed. Say revelation. Revelation. I didn't hear you. Revelation. You have revealed these things to little ones, the mysteries of the kingdom. The secrets of this kingdom you and I belong to. It's a secret. It has no system. You don't just tackle it with it your own way. You don't just do it the way you feel. You can't personalize it. It's a whole system that has a way of 
solution and we must know the way to praise. Or else we'll be edged out. We'll be limited. We'll be frustrated. We'll make, you know, very little in this kingdom. So we must be into the spirit. And that's why even in our weakness, when we think that we have, you know, the ability to articulate and pray, it says that the spirit helps us in our weakness. Even that uh, your prayer dimension, you feel that you have done so great in the eyes of God is not big. So we need the help of the spirit. You know, and when the spirit comes, and the second he says, he says the spirit himself and he passes for us with sighs too deep for words. There are things that happen to your life that the words don't have to break. But it is through what? Sighs. Hmm. <laughs> Those are communications in the spirit. The Holy Spirit is able to, you know, impact you with such a touch that when you groan that way, it communicates a God. God can hear that groaning. This is a revelation of the spirit. It's a mystery of the kingdom. The Bible says our God is able to do what I can think of. Even your thinking is a prayer dimension. <coughs> and in the gospel, Jesus comes and says a system that we must understand. He said, let them grow together. When he planted a good seed, he said, when men slept, the enemy came and he was planted his own seed. And they grew. And they said, Master, let's go and remove this nuisance that has caused the trouble to the school seeker. See, no. Let them grow together. The scenario here gives a bit of a farm, right? Are we together here? I can't hear you say amen. Good. It's a bit of a farm, right? Good. He has gone and has chosen the good seeds and has planted them. I've shared here before. I grew up as a young farmer, small boy. In the village, I was my parents, when they're going to plant maize, I think that every maize can be planted. No! If you get a bunch of maize this way, you don't, the, the last one of it is not plantable. The other one that's very close to the edge is not plantable. It's the one at the middle. And I think that's what they call the stalk. The stalk. Not just the seed. They just between the stalk and the seed. The stalk is the one that has capacity to grow and bear fruit. The seed of that it will grow but you you have it last capacity to produce this kind. So I'm sure Jesus, who is the father here, must have chosen these seeds and has planted them well. And then at night, the next day, then he can have planted his own seeds. And he communicated this in a parabolic manner. The disciples, they got a message, but they didn't get the secret that was in that message. And they came to Jesus in the room and they asked him. He began to explain to them. And now we heard how he explained it. Who is the sower? Who is the person sowing the good seed? I hear you. According to the gospel, who was the person sowing the good seed? The son of man. The son of man, Jesus himself. So who is the sower here? The good sower here? Jesus again. <laughs> <laughs> the planting was the word of the 
kingdom of the word of God. Where is he planting? Which is the where is the farm? Yeah? A wall, according to the gospel, is a wall, not the heart of men. The ground where he stands the seeds where the wall. And then who is planting the bad seeds? And they see that just planted with the one when it's just one, you know, something, just one people. And then we tell he's planting his own agents too. So two of them are battling over eternity. Why? Because he's planting his own men and women who belong to him. The devil too is planting his own men and women. And the angels were raised and said, Give us permission to clear this wicked souls. Die by fire. Roasted by fire. I'm sure some of us, just a few hours ago, we were like, don't worry. I'm not against that. But when you understand this mystery, you will be saying those things again. Amen. That kind of prayer is for those who are called the Jews, who are infants in God. Jesus was trying to show the disciples another dimension of our journey with him. He said, don't kill them. Let them grow together. Who is that farmer? Who have his you know, maize or yam planted and they have it by weeds and he says, allow them to grow together. That man will not produce. We know that weeds naturally will always outright there. The plants, whether it's maize or cassava or whatever, if we diminish the quality of the world, the outcome, we diminish the fruitfulness. But Jesus said, allow them to grow together. Now, because of this, what gave Jesus this confidence in his own seed? To say, allow them to grow together. He has confidence that the seed has planted. We see produce. We see fruitful. 100% fruitful. Even in the midst of the seeds of the enemy. The revelation here is that, you see, you don't understand how much investment Jesus has made in your life. You don't know. But the Spirit is revealing that to us today. What did Jesus is confidence? Angels, relax. Don't bother yourself. And that explains why in the world today, you see evil having its own ministry, the people of God having their own ministry. And whether we like it or not, there's a tension. Light will always find darkness. Darkness will always what resist the light. You can't kill them all. Even if you say that by fire, after time for a few minutes, they'll come back again because their time has not been worth the riches. That's why witchcraft will go to go increase. Occulting powers and all forms of occultism will go to work strong. Darkness will go to have its free day because they have the legal time to open on everything. But what is being much greater here is that Jesus is not bothered that they will outreach his own seed. No, he has confidence that his own seed will rule in their midst. You know, yesterday in our Bible class, there was a very strong revelation of the word of God that was given to us. And what is it? In Revelation chapter 5, if you go down from verse 6, 7, 8, where you know, the 20 and the four elders and the four living creatures 
were singing a song to the Lamb who was slain. On account of him, this slain, he has, you know, um, brought people from all nations, all languages, and all tongues. And he has cleansed them from their sins, and not only that, but has also made them to become priests and kings. And the final one there is that they shall reign on earth. And so we're able to understand by the Spirit that God's people are to reign. They between between ruling and reigning. You can rule and never reign. But you cannot reign without what ruling. So Jesus knows that by virtue of our salvation, by the grace of redemption, we are not just made Christians, but we are also brought us to a realm where we grow into divine structure, where we become priests by nature and kings by nature in the realm of the spirit. And our job on earth is that as we carry out God's will on earth here, we rule and we reign. Part of your Christian witness is that we must reign over darkness. You must reign over decadence. You must reign over sin. You must reign over the, you know, the upheavals of life. It is part of your Christian witness. So Jesus, when he was taking his time in the gospel of today, he let them go to be like, he knew that he was not just raising the Christians. He was raising, he was also raising priests and kings who would act like him in one dimension, who would shut down violence, who shut down the curses and the, and the, and the, uh, and the, the spells that ravage the world. They just know that darkness covers the earth. And that's why he said you are the light of the world. This is a dominant mandate of the Christian body of Christ that we must walk into. It's part of our Christian witness. Not just you know having money prayer and even prayer and doing some technical work and saying I'm just I'm just living my life or the God just uh, see you. No, no, no. There's more to your Christian life than where you are just you know uh, 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 scratching. No, there's more. He said, let your light so shine. That means increase the intensity. Let the demonstration of the supernatural be outstanding. That's what he's saying. Let your whole life be governed by the supernatural. We know the stuff we are praying of. Look at the, you know, the uh, power he invested in the disciples. See, those who believe in me, they shall cast out demons. They shall heal the sick. If they take any deadly thing, it shall not by any means hurt them. What was going on in his mind when he was saying this? He is a producer of the Christians, so he knows what has put in place. He said they shall trample upon serpents as scorpions. That's who you are. When chosen race, your Christian baptism confesses on you. But unfortunately, to live in a generation where so many Christians are living substandard Christian life, they have chosen to live the less instead of the better. We are a peaceful. We are a consecrated nation. A people set apart. You are not part of the world. And your job is to see the praise of God who has called you out of darkness 
You are out of darkness. Shall we give amen? You are out of darkness. Darkness has no rule or power over you. If it rules you, then you are beginning yourself by ignorance and by choice. So let us explain a few things that gave Jesus that unbashed stand to the crowd of them saying, I don't need to eliminate the evil that is among my people because I know they stop their middle. They will see to feel their destiny in the midst of darkness. The devil will rage and they will see shining. Even though they pass through the darkness of shadow of death, they shall hear no evil. The problem is not the devil. The problem is you discovering who you are in God. Amen. Amen. What are you saying now?
It is part and parcel of your Christian investment. God has invested in you, led down by His power that the world should overcome you. So when the world overcomes you, it's either you yield yourself by inner ignorance or you willingly yield yourself to the devil to ride you. So by virtue of your Christian nature, you are an overcomer. Are we together here? We are overcomers. That's why I say, leave the devil. The problem is not the devil. The problem is my seed. I know it's tough and made my seed. This evil that is with them can never overcome them because by nature, they are what? Overcomers. Does it make sense to you? You know, some Christians, when you talk about this, they say, wow, I know they saw the people alive. Oh. Every day we see trouble, 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 trouble. We are trying to overcome. We don't walk. This is my preaching, I ain't even preaching, one living in the light of it, and God is trusting that you wake up and walk in this template that's been crystallizing you. What the Bible says, Hosea chapter four verse six. What is it? My people perish for what? For lack of knowledge. For lack of knowledge. So your nature as a Christian carries a grace that potential establishes you as an overcomer. You will prayerfully stay open. Righteously stay open. In fellowship with the Holy Spirit, please and helper, they will generate that grace and then you so say, when trouble comes, you face it and run. Don't become a victim of darkness. Anything that comes around you, knowing that you are in tune with your nature and who you are in Christ, loses his power over you. May that be your testimony, henceforth, in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. I say, may that be your testimony, henceforth, in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Number three, John chapter 8, verse 12. John chapter 8, verse 12. This is one of the reasons why Christ said, I want to go together. Because he says, I am the light of the world. There's no other light. He is the light of the world. I say, whoever follows me, Shall never walk in darkness. Whoever follows me shall never walk in darkness. And he continues and says, For that person shall possess the light of life. He himself is the light of the world. So darkness cannot vanquish him. And as many who follows him, he also transfers the battle of that light to them. So they will be able to walk in darkness. Darkness will come to confront them, but they will.
Prayer is what the devil cannot contend with. Not just of prayer. So if I care to listen and allow your light to go off, then you will walk in darkness, even though you are a Christian, because your light has gone. That's why our treasures are not physical treasures, they are spiritual treasures. Will you keep your light burning? Will you keep your light burning? Change on it. There are things that death cannot move. The only thing that moves is the light of God shining in your soul. The brighter it is, the more you command dominion. But the little it is, the less you can comfort evil. Number four, number four. John chapter 5, verse 24. These are the people that the Lord is saying, that them come with evil together because evil will not overcome them. What does he say? Whoever abides, whoever receives my word and has faith in the one who has sent me has eternal life. He has passed from death to life. And there's no more judgment. Three things. The first, the person has the life of God in him called eternal life. Number two, he said the person spiritually has moved from a region where death reigns and where death can destroy. To the realm where there's life. And then finally, he said, this kind of person, no judgment from evil can touch this person. No curse, no spell, no wickedness, no violence to the enemy. Because the person abides in the word of God and has faith in God the Father. Shall we believe in man? May this become your own testimony in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. John chapter 8. John chapter 8, verse 51. Jesus says, Whoever keeps my word shall never see death. Whoever keeps my word, the one that treasures his word and allows his words to rule the heart person, he said, You shall not see death. He is particularly saying this. So it is Christians who abide and who treasure God's word in their soul. These are the ones that can stay with evil. Evil will have an apartment close to them, and that evil will continually and perpetually remain under their feet. You can't destroy the devil, but you can subdue him and make him a slave to you. Are you aware of that? Trying to make it man, eh? That's what God's basically. Number six, Isaiah chapter 11, verse 9, from the Old Testament. He said, There shall be no hurt, there shall be no destruction in all my holy mountains, because the knowledge of the word of God shall spread everywhere as the water covers the sea. John chapter 10 verse 10 said that he has come to kill, to steal, and to destroy. Is a destroyer. He goes about destroying. Behind the scene, the major cause of destruction is the devil. But Isaiah is giving us a secret of the kingdom. That in all his holy mountains, the holy mountain of God is going up to Ghana. As I said, and here is the holy mountain. He said there shall be no destruction, there shall be no fault. Because the knowledge of God, the knowledge of God's word, shall cover the earth, shall cover where we are, 
as the water covers the sea. So the one who grow in the word of God, they will be able to shut down every onslaught of darkness coming to hurt you and to cause destruction. Proverbs 13 says, He who wanders away from the word of God shall dwell upon the dead. So these are the things that Jesus had in his mind when he was saying, I allow them to grow together. We don't need to be concerned about the friends of the evil one. Jeremiah chapter 2, verse 21. What does he say? He said, I have planted you a noble seed and the seed of the highest quality. So Jesus is demonstrating that we are his own seed and has planted us who are the seed of nobility and the seed of the highest quality. Not like the farmer, he picks the best seeds and plant them. Because you know, this seed can resist pests, it can resist sicknesses, it can resist harsh weather. He said, I have planted you on earth a noble seed and the seed of the highest quality. You are the seed of the highest quality. You are the best part of the human species. There's something about your life that was recognized and acknowledged. If you don't acknowledge this, then how can we walk in the life of it? Oh, we're all the same. What about the same? He says, For your sake, I will give a thousand. For your sake. So he has planted you as a noble seed and the seed of the highest quality. On account of this, you can withstand the drought of life. You can withstand the onslaught of darkness. You can withstand all the, 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 the fraud and the heavy rain that will hit you. All the rains of evil and the activity that will come. The angels of evil will come and visit you. You have what it takes to withstand it. Without your testimony in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. And lastly, John chapter 10, verse 28. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. He says, I told you, I do not believe. The work that I do in my Father's name, bear witness to me. But you do not believe because I am not among my sheep. Verse 27 now says, My sheep hears my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. Verse 28. I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Wow. And they shall never perish. This is the words of Jesus. I refuse to perish. Surely they will gather. But because they're not of God, what will happen? They will scatter. There's no accident in life. What we call accident is not accident. It's one of the strengthened from the realm of the spirit. They only play out the template from the spirit. Surely they will gather, but because the Lord of God, they will surely scatter. And so Jesus is saying that this sheep he has, he says, they shall never perish. That is the very strong word. They shall never. They shall never. <laughs> I refuse to perish. I refuse to perish. Be it in this world, I refuse to perish. In the world to come, I refuse to perish. My master has made a prayer. Yes. He said, and they shall never perish. I know my sheep, and my sheep know me, and they hear my voice, and they shall never perish. That's very strong, child of God. Because elements that will consume users to your life to make you perish will come. But he has put a wall of a battle. 
God will avenge. He has put this in place for me. He has put this in place for us. Shall we give amen? If it makes sense to you, deceive it in your heart with faith. He didn't say that because you are too holy. Not because of his sheep and he heard his voice. He said, You shall never perish. That means your life is utterly guarded, preserved. Just walk in his path. Hear his voice. Let him shepherd you. Let him father you. Then you, you know that you can't just go like that. You are entirely protected. You are externally guarded. That's the blessings of the seed that's planted. They shall never perish. They shall never perish. They shall never perish. In that computer says, in that verse 28, it says, No one will snap them out of my hand. No one. Hmm. Oh, Jesus. I don't know how you feel about some of these things here. Amen. Yes. Did you me to write this? He said, No one will snatch any of his sheep from his hand. Attempt to lay to snatch you. Attempt to lay to take your life and waste it. Attempt to make to waste your destiny. Evil will try to ravage your heart and turn you to become so wicked your own life. Sin will try to ravage your heart and turn you to become a bondage, moving object. But Jesus says, No one shall snatch you out of his hand. No one will snatch me out of his hand. That means his hand as a good shepherd is firmly at peace with us. Amen. Yeah. I feel that hundred million in my life. I feel it in the morning. I feel it in the afternoon. I feel it at night. When I go to bed, it's not my bed that gives me, but I know a heavy hand is holding me. Any attempt to snatch me from his hand will become what? Futile, shouted the game. No one will snatch them out of my hand. Verse 59, my father who has given them to me is greater than all. And no one is able to snatch them out of the father's heart. So why Jesus is only here? Hmm? Are you following? Oh, the father is holding me. So two hands are holding us. Invisibly. You don't see it. You don't feel it. But it's more real than your head. You know, if you shake your head like this, you'll feel it, right? But those two hands are more real than your head that shaking like this. <laughs> Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. My Father, who has given to me, is greater than all. And no one is able to snatch them out of the Father's hand. I and the Father, we are one. So they are together, making sure that nothing snatches you out of the domain. No wonder David becomes so backtious with his words. Even though I pass through the valleys of the shadows of death, I fear no evil. What informed that kind of language? He's so proud. His inspiration, revelation of the world of God. He has received the, the, the secrets of the kingdom. If you pass through the fire, it will not burn you. If you pass through the water, it will not swallow you. Why? 
But how does God descend upon the house? Get from God. Jesus has confidence in you. You can see the way he has invested so much in you. And the way he's so attached to you. How do you respond to such things? On account of this, they say, I shall not die. I shall live. I remember the goodness of God. Why are you unfaithful? Why are you compared to boast? Why are you in a matter of complaint every time? Just because God wants to give you bread, you start complaining. Just because that's what you expect to come, you don't come. You start complaining. You start feeling, eh, my God, I don't understand why my life is finished. Just because bread don't come, your life is finished. Is your life dependent on bread? Why can't I be able to kill your devotion? Kill your commitment to something God. Why do I not the devil determined for you the template on how to serve God? When you want to be sacrificing your Christian journey, they don't tell you how can, how can, can't you see that genie? But God protect you. Does he say look how to try this? No. He's so connected to the welfare. That same hand holding you that no one can. If the mother is only a child like this, then you get home. If you want to host a child like this, eh, in the market, particularly, will you tell the world about what to eat? What she wants something, what does she do? Mommy, I'm hungry. And what are we want? All that. Hey, come on, come on, come on. Who's on this? Boy, 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 come. Because what? The hand of the mother is on this. This is how God is holding you. He said, No one will snatch you out of my hands. Be to your mind and live in that consciousness every day. And we look and cry to him. He said, Before you pray, I already know what you need. If we reflect on this so deep, we will see that. We have so much to boast about to be quiet about. Our God is a faithful God. He is faithful from generation to generation. We are laughing. His words abides forever. He said, I've elevated my word far above my name. Himself cannot even break his word. So that's how I see myself every time. So I'm going to boast it. You say this and I said, you can boast. I have Jesus, the Son of God. Why should I fear? Why should I worry? You want to go say, I have Jesus, the Son of God. Why should I fear? Why should I worry? I have Jesus. Lord, will not be in vain. 
will manifest the fullness of grace in our present journey. The world will know we are truly lives of God. We will demonstrate it in our Christian workplaces, in our career, in our families, in our regular activities. The days of this wisdom will govern us. We shall subdue darkness. Evil will lead its work and work again and again in our journey of life in the name of Jesus Christ. All this spirit help us. As the scripture says, you are the one who stands us up into this dimension. Open the eyes of our spirit. Quicken us one more time and help us overcome every obstacle that limits our fullness of manifestation. So that every day of our lives we will become full blown testimonies of the gospel of the lives. God is with us to praise our Lord. Amen. We must be signed before God for one more.